0: Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Taylor in 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. You know, the fall will be here before you know it, and the temperatures will start to drop and get a little bit cooler. So swing on by Leon Taylor to get you something warm that will not burn a hole in your pocket. Maybe it's a nice little bit of a heavier jacket or maybe a heavier blouse or skirt, or no matter what it is, maybe a nice sweater. No matter what it is, you can get it at Leon Taylor. You can get it ready-made or custom-made or tailor-made. Just go on in, tell them Abdul sent you, and they'll take care of you, and they'll be happy to do it as well. Leon Taylor in 809 North Delaware in downtown
1: Indianapolis. Welcome, everyone. I am glad to see that there's lots of conversation still happening in the background, and that's fine. If you catch your legislator walking by, feel free to jump out of line and, and go have a quick conversation. My name is Caitlin Krause, and I am the legis- legislative director for the Coalition of Advanced Practice Registered Nurses of Indiana, known as CAPNI. And we are one of the founding members of Hoosiers for Healthcare Access, which I'm excited to talk to you all about today. We have a lot of advanced practice registered nurses from across our state here today advocating for increased access to patient care, improved health outcomes here in the state, and decreased costs of care. I want to especially thank our legislators who are also working towards these common goals with us. Representative Ledbetter is our House author of House Bill 1330, 1330, along with Representative Engelman, Representative Smaltz, and Representative Shackelford. And in the Senate, we've got Representative, or sorry, Senator Charbonneau and Senator Bro, who are both working tirelessly again on our Senate Bill 213 in order to, again, increase access to care, improve health outcomes, and decrease healthcare costs here in Indiana. We've had federal support at this for years. The National Academy of Medicine, Federal Trade Commission, Health and Human Services, the list goes on. But this year here in Indiana, I'm really excited to announce our coalition partners in the Hoosiers for Healthcare Access Coalition. This is a diverse group of stakeholders who have come together with various backgrounds and a broad range of interests in healthcare. And our coalition partners, please, if you're here, join me on the stage. We've got the Indiana Chamber, Indiana Farm Bureau, AARP Indiana, Americans for Prosperity Indiana, Convenient Care Association, Indiana Minority Health Coalition, Indiana State Nurses Association, Indiana Organization of Nurse Leaders, Hoosiers for Affordable Health Care, Purdue University Northwest College of Nursing, Rounding Providers, and Sojourner's Truth House. This group of stakeholders is working to, again, ensure that we have increased access to healthcare here in Indiana. And why is this important? In Indiana, we have 2.4 million Hoosiers who lack access to primary care. That's an increase in 300,000 patients in just two years. We have 138 primary healthcare shortage areas in the state. We rank 36th in terms of access. We have 25% of our counties that are maternal health care deserts, and we rank 43rd in mental health care. That's not okay in the state of Indiana, and we need to change this. Ironically, the states that perform the best in these health measures have allowed full and direct access for patients to, to get care from advanced practice registered nurses. The bottom states, like Indiana, in the bottom 10, all reduce access to care for patients to advanced practice registered nursing care. And here in Indiana, we're trying to become the 27th state that no longer requires this outdated mandate. States across the country, the VA Health System, Washington, D.C., and two U.S. territories allow patients to have full and direct access to advanced practice registered nurses. Here in Indiana, we have to have a contract in order to prescribe to our patients, which is like a permission slip, to be able to provide care. It's been studied at length over 50 years and is well supported in data and research. That was waived for 22 months of the public health emergency during the COVID-19 pandemic, and we need to make it permanent. If we're recognizing this at the height of a pandemic, we need to recognize this every day for patients, because again, it increases access to care, which is desperately needed here in Indiana to improve our health outcomes and lower our healthcare costs. With that, I want to introduce a couple of our coalition partners to talk about why they're interested in improving healthcare access here in the state. I don't know that Representative Ledbetter was able to join us yet. She is in committee, and I know she's planning to come, so we might have to wait till she gets here um, after her committee ends. But I'd like to introduce AARP's president, Linda Dunnow.):
2: Thank you, Caitlin. On behalf of AARP Indiana, I want to thank the Hoosiers for Healthcare Access Coalition for the opportunity to speak today and for their work to extend access to health care for Indiana's older residents. I also want to thank Representatives Ledbetter, Engelman, Smaltz, and Shackleford, as well as Senators. Charbonneau and Bro for their leadership in this issue and for introducing House Bill 1330 and Senate Bill 213 Hoosiers including our older population depend on high quality health care Access is why AARP Indiana strongly supports Senate Bill 213 and House Bill 1330 Whether it's our rural community or urban hubs, Hoosiers should be able to get health care they need from qualified health care professionals, including APRNs, when and where they need it. For primary care to home health and telecare and telehealth to long-term care, APRNs are critical for the health of older Hoosiers. When you combine the fact that one in three residents in Indiana is age 50 or over, which as Caitlin attested to is 2.4 million residents, with the reality that our state is also facing shortage of providers, we must take action. We urge the House and Senate to cut the red tape that is limiting access to care and to allow older Hoosiers to choose APRNs as their health care provider. Thank you.
1: Next, I'd like to uh, introduce Ashton Eller with the Indiana Chamber.
3: Good afternoon. Thank you very much for having me here today. I apologize, I'm a little bit late. It's a busy day at the State House. I'd like to thank Hoosiers for Healthcare Access for the opportunity to speak with you this afternoon uh, about the critical need for our legislature to address the healthcare access uh, crisis in Indiana. We'd also like to recognize representatives Ledbetter, Engelman, Smaltz, and Shackelford, as well as Senators Charbonneau and Bro, for bringing forward a common sense solution for combating the crisis and giving patients access to high-quality healthcare from their provider of choice. The Indiana Chamber is the largest, most broad-based business advocacy group in the state, representing businesses of all types and sizes throughout Indiana. Our 25,000 members and investors uh, advocate for the needs of over four million Hoosiers. Um, So we would like to recognize Senate Bills 213 and House Bill 1330, that help protect jobs, the health of our state's economy, and to make Indiana the most attractive state in the nation for businesses and employees. We need to improve healthcare access, lower costs, and ensure employees are healthy and productive. Indiana's healthcare crisis harms our economy by discouraging new businesses from coming to the state and increasing healthcare costs for all existing employers. The cost of healthcare is our members, one of our membership's top issues. We hear about it day in, day out at the chamber, about how employers care about healthcare access for their employees, care about healthcare costs for their employees. It's a main driver, not just in rural areas, but all throughout the entire state. The Indiana Chamber hears about it from employers every day. Um, this legislation is a no-cost, no-delay solution to expand access while also controlling costs for employers. Some of our state's largest employers, from Amazon, CBS, Kroger, Walgreens and others, recognize that the high quality care that APRNs provide to their patients and make them the centerpiece for the primary care system. We, over the next 12 years, will experience a shortage of physicians as high as 124,000 uh, over the next 12 years. Indiana's no exception, I'm sorry. Projection 124,000 shortage of over a thousand. I apologize. Uh, so we would like to support this, we're, support this legislation for the economic growth of the state. Uh, this session, we're asking legislators to put the health of Hoosiers in our state's economy first. We have the power to help over 2.5 million Hoosiers get the primary care, mental health care, and the prenatal care they deserve. So thank you very much for your time. The chamber is honored to support this legislation.
1: Next I'd like to introduce Josh Webb with Americans for Prosperity.
4: Thank you. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, as Kayla mentioned, I'm Josh Webb, State Director with Americans for Prosperity Indiana. And it's a privilege to be here today with so many healthcare professionals and organizations united in support of making high-quality healthcare in Indiana more accessible to Hoosiers in every part of our state and at a price they can afford. On behalf of AFP and our activists and supporters across the state, I want to thank Representatives Ledbetter, Engelman, Smaltz, Shackelford, and Senator Charbonneau and Bro for introducing SB 213, and HB 1330. These crucial pieces of legislation seek to remove unnecessary barriers and red tape in our healthcare system. As an organization that advocates for free, open, and competitive markets which produce the best results for consumers and help keep costs down, AFP fully supports these bills. The healthcare professionals here today can speak much more eloquently than I about the care they deliver each and every day across our state. Hoosiers, regardless of ideology or party preference, have made clear they want high-quality health care in their communities and accessible to them at a price they can afford. So we should be making it easier for these professionals to do their vital jobs and recruit more talented individuals to their profession and to Indiana, not throwing up unnecessary barriers in their way. HB 1330 and SB 213 will move our state closer to these goals, giving Hoosiers more freedom to see the health care provider of their choice. Again, I want to thank the representatives and senators here today for their leadership on the issue and urge their colleagues to make this important policy change to make our state an even better place to live, work, and raise a family. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Finally, I'd like to introduce Josh Cummins with the Indiana Farm Bureau.
0: Thanks a lot. Pleasure to be here with you. I'm Jeff Cummins with Indiana Farm Bureau, and healthcare is not traditionally our lane, uh, but we care about more than just what goes on inside the farm gate. We care what goes on in our rural communities, and healthcare access is a big part of that. So, on behalf of the 65,000 farmer members I represent, I want to thank Representatives Ledbetter, Engelman, Smaltz, and Shackelford, as well as Senators Sharpineau and Bro, for introducing Senate Bill 213 and House Bill 1330 and their leadership on this issue. We're facing a healthcare access crisis in our rural communities communities. communities. So we're urging the legislature to pass these bills this legislative session. They are a solution to the health care access crisis we're facing, allowing our rural communities and our entire state to choose APRNs for our health care by eliminating the roadblocks that stand between Hoosiers and the quality health care providers we need. 71 of the primary care and 46 uh, of the mental health care shortage areas are designated as rural or partially rural. Uh, This is largely due to the unique challenges we face in those areas. Our residents are generally older, population density a lot lower. Lack of health care access damages the ability for our rural communities to grow and thrive. With important ag and manufacturing industries calling these communities home, the legislature must act by passing Senate Bill 213 and House Bill 1330. Following the passage of similar laws in rural states like North Dakota, the nurse practitioner workforce increased by 83% in six years. In Arizona, similar result, an increase across the state and 70% in rural areas. This is the type of health care workforce growth that our rural communities desperately need. We urge the House and Senate to cut the red tape that's limiting rural Hoosiers' access to care and allow them to choose APRNs as their health care provider. Our state's rural communities have waited long enough for the, deserve, for the care they deserve, and so we're urging the legislature to pass these critical bills. Thank you.
1: And with that, I know several of our authors were hoping to join us, but they're still in committee this uh, this morning working busy, busily on other bills too. So um, we will take questions if anyone has any, um, and our coalition partners, Katie with ISMA down here as well, are happy to answer questions if there are any. Great question. So how does more access result in better cost of care? Well, lots of ways. We look at the tertiary care that our system is sometimes founded on. When patients don't have access to primary care, mental health care, maternity care, they end up in the hospital, and the emergency rooms with really poor health outcomes when you're trying to take care of something that's a little bit too late. So trying to take care of uncontrolled diabetes, uncontrolled cardiovascular disease, um, substance use disorders that go untreated in the primary care setting are extremely expensive to our health system. So that's just one example. Great question, anything else?
0: How many to you guys
1: yeah, how do we provide more access? So we have over 8,000 APRNs in the state of Indiana. Um, it's a huge workforce. We are nurses first and go on for graduate education with a master's or doctorate degree from an accredited university before, see- before seeking board certification. And right now, in order for us to practice, we have to have a contract on file with a different discipline in order to see patients. And so 26 states have removed this, which has allowed APRNs to more flexibly meet the needs of healthcare patients here in Indiana. Uh, during the height of the pandemic, March 2020, the requirements of that contract were waived because we know it to be an inefficiency in our health care system and a barrier to patient care. So again, we recognized it for 22 months of the pandemic here in Indiana during a public health emergency. Yes. Yeah, can we meet the needs of Hoosiers in the future? We sure hope so. This is part of the bill that's gonna allow us to do that. We know that workforce development is a huge conversation in our state legislature, and this has been a known way to increase nursing workforce across the state of Indiana. Um, And we are the largest healthcare workforce that there is, so allowing nurses to practice at the top of their license, education and training is just one way to help meet the uh, needs of Hoosiers in the state. And please, if any of my colleagues have other things to add. Yes, so other states, once they've practiced this, passed this legislation, they've seen a huge increase in workforce. Here in Indiana, 40 percent of our nursing workforce leaves the state to go practice in another state, typically a neighboring state. So we want to keep those nurses, we want to train them at the graduate level and throw them out into the rural communities, taking care of our older adults and providing the needed primary care, mental health care and maternity care that our state desperately needs. This is why the VA health system has done it too. So nationally here, the VA, the VA health system recognizes the needs of veterans and their health outcomes. And so in, in Indiana, we already have APRNs practicing under this model uh, to be able to give care to our veterans. Any other questions? If not, thank you so much. I hope you have some time to speak with your legislators still and mingle and ask questions to any of your APRNs who are happy to talk about the patient care they deliver every day. Thank you.